0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. We're going to take it back down memory lane, man. Um, I was driving around the other day, right? And um, I was just kind of, you know, riding through my subdivision, and uh, I kind of noticed something. I mean, it was a nice day; sun was out. It was probably about, I don't know, seventy-seven degrees. So you know, nice weather—not too hot, not too cold. Definitely warm enough to be outside, right? And um, as I'm riding through the subdivision, like. I don't see any kids outside like at all. (laughs) I don't see any kids outside at all. I don't see any kids outside until I pull up in my driveway and my sons are outside playing basketball. Right. And so it just got me to thinking, like, there are no kids out here playing any type of sports or anything. And it just got me to thinking, like, When I was a kid, there'd be no way that it would be a 77 degree day. And we're not outside doing something. So it got me to thinking about, you know, some of the outdoor childhood games we would play. Um, So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, Outdoor childhood games. I'll give you some that I played. And then, you know, some of the ones that I probably didn't play, but it was from that era. Um, I think (laughs) when you think about outdoor childhood games, I think the the most obvious thing that you have to recognize is the fact that uh, particularly if you came up in a certain era, like before the Internet, there was one place that you wanted to be. And that was outside because you know what was outside? Everything. <laughs> Your friends, everything. Everything was outside. There was nothing that you wanted to be inside for. Now don't get me wrong, you know, we had video games, we had board games and stuff like that, but there's nothing doper than you know, you're sitting in a house and you hear somebody outside, you hear other kids playing outside, and you know, automatically you're going to want to go outside and play with them. Um, you know, you're not going to want to get on your cell phone and walk around and FaceTime. <laughs> but again, you know, different era, we didn't have the technology. So, you know, outside childhood games were very important to us because. You know, that was everything, because, again, everything happened outside. Very little of what you did happened inside. And, you know, depending on you know where you lived, you probably could, you probably couldn't have all of your friends in your house. <laughs> so if your friends came over, you were probably going to have to go outside anyway, because more often than not, your folks are going to let you have a bunch of people in the house. That's just not going to happen. Right because they're going to tear up stuff. They're going to make a mess. They're going to funk it up and then they're going to go home and then you're going to be stuck to clean up everything. So most of the stuff had to happen outside. So some of the games that I'm going to talk about, uh, particularly some of the ones that I played coming up really dependent on where you lived. Um, depended on what part of the country you lived in, um, so that you might get a different game. Uh, Some are just universal, but I just wanted to kind of run down a few uh, and then some of the more popular ones from back in the day. Um, I think probably the most uh, influential game to me uh, when I was a young buck was uh, obviously tackle football. (laughs) So that that was the thing because like, that playing tackle football with my friends was the place outside that, you know, allowed me to develop my skills, but also um, a love for the game. And I think, you know, uh, that's where it all started. I started playing organized football at the age of eight, and then I played through you know, middle school, high school, and ultimately through college at uh, South Carolina State University. So, you know, and I'm a huge football fan. I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say before, you know, football is my first love, but it developed outside playing with my friends. Um, So, yeah, I would, you know, (laughs) hone my skills, if you will. Uh, One of the games within tackle football that we used to play, we used to call it kill the man with the ball. And that's pretty much what it was. It was kill the man with the ball. And how that goes is like, let's say you got 10 people, right? You got 10 people and everybody's one person gets the ball and it's their job to try to score against nine other people, which is virtually impossible, but we did it anyway. (laughs) Um, I think um, that game taught me a lot as far as like just really knowing how to and this going to sound crazy, but knowing how to get tackled like you don't really know how to get tackled until someone actually tackles you, because there's a certain way that you need to fall, particularly if people are falling on top of you, because if not, you're going to get yourself hurt. And I think playing kill the man with the football was something that allowed me to. Um, learn how to get tackled, learn how to fall. And then also you develop your moves. I was pretty quick, pretty fast. So, um, you never, it would be rare for someone to, you know, kind of catch me and, you know, three or four dudes hit me. You no, know, you maybe one or two gonna hit me, but not three or four, you know? So, uh, and then I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't the biggest dude. So that, that, that always helped too. Um, so yeah, Kittle oh Man with the ball. Um what was another childhood outdoor game. Um, oh, racing. <laughs> we just called it racing. We would race any and everything. And what I mean by that is that it's just a foot race. And what I always found interesting was like there was always some type of, uh, there was always some type of, um, badge of honor, if you will, for the person who was the fastest. So if you were the fastest person in your neighborhood, uh, it was always dope because you got props for one. And for two, if there was ever anybody that come over from the next neighborhood, you know, like, let's say, I don't know, they might the the net the the neighborhood next to mine might come over to play football or whatever, and they say, oh yeah, well we got Johnny. Johnny's fast, and my boys would be like, well we got Kyle. Kyle's fast, <laughs> and the first thing that someone would say was, I bet you Johnny ain't faster than Kyle. <laughs> and so after that, it's on. We got a race. So you know. Stand about i don't know 40 yards apart and now we've got a dash going we've got a race. we got a foot race uh to the end where i have to run against johnny and um you know i'm not bragging or nothing but you know (laughs) i ain't lose (laughs) but uh but yeah that was fun man that was always fun to race we like i said we would just call it racing because we would race any and everything and i think one of the things that uh you know, really stood out to me, particularly about, you know, my childhood was that uh, we became, unbeknownst to us, we became very competitive at a very young age. I mean, everything was competition. Like if you played against somebody, you wanted to beat them. If you beat them one day, you wanted to beat them the next day. And if they beat you, you wanted to play them again until you won. You know, so it was like, we didn't even know it, but you know, we were developing these really, really competitive streaks back then. Um, so yeah, racing, uh, on foot was very, very popular. Um, <laughs> now this next game, probably I'm willing to bet probably 0% of you did. Uh, we used to, <laughs> when I lived in the apartment complex, uh, we used to call it the projects. uh we would race popsicle sticks. <laughs> I know what you think. How, how do you raise popsicle sticks? Well, what we would do was we would take our, we would get popsicle sticks. You know, obviously you, you know, you get your little ice cream or whatever. You got your popsicle sticks, right? So we would come outside after it stopped raining. And because like where we live in the projects, there was like, Kind of like a little incline, a little hill or whatever like that. So there was sort of water would drain down the street, basically. And so we would get to the street and we would take our popsicle sticks and I got my popsicle stick. Mike has his popsicle stick. And so we put our popsicle stick in the water because the water, again, is draining from the street because it just rained. And we we would watch the popsicle sticks you know, go down the street and, you know, if you won, you won, you know, if you, I mean, I, I don't know what we took from that. I don't know how you could have a faster popsicle stick than the other person, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's what, that's what we did. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we used to race anything. We used to get on our bikes and race. Um, everything was, like I said, it was about a competition. Um, what was another game? Oh, King of the Hill. Uh, We literally had a hill. (laughs) A dirt hill. And King of the Hill is just that. You stand on top of the hill and everybody's got, got to try to take you down and they got to take you off the hill. And King of the Hill, because the hill that we played on was pretty much, it's kind of weird to describe it. It was like, it was some grass around it, but it was mostly dirt. Like anytime you play King of the Hill, you were going to be dirty. So you wanted to make sure that you were in your play clothes. Um, Shout out to play clothes. I wish I had time to talk about play clothes because there was a difference between your school clothes and your play clothes. Um, Nonetheless. So yeah, when you play King of the Hill, you know you wanted to be in your play clothes and you wanted to get you because you're going to get dirty but you know if it's i don't know seven of you guys then it's like and you know it just depends you might take people one on one or you might take them you know two on one it just depends but they had to get you off the hill and um man we ended up <laughs> we ended up mad dirty all the time from king of the hill uh was another game we used to play okay this next game only specific to probably my hometown (laughs) because anywhere i've gone in the world i've asked people about this game and nobody knows what it is we used to play this game called (laughs) roly-poly okay i know don't laugh okay the best way that I could describe it, right? You get a tennis ball, you got a bat, you got a tennis ball. And so it's almost like baseball, but it's kind of like a ghetto version of baseball. So you would pitch me the ball, I hit the ball. And wherever the ball was caught or stopped, you know, the opposing team has to get the ball. And then I have to put the bat down on the plate, home plate. And the person who got the ball, like let's say if they got the ball, I don't know, 20 feet away, they would have to get the ball and they'd have to roll the ball to the plate to try to hit the bat. Now, if the ball hit the bat, then (laughs) my team would have to switch sides and we'd have to go into the outfield and they'd have to come into the infield so that they could hit. And you basically advance players around the bases, if you will, just like baseball. But you know, that was the way of getting people out. And so if you, if you could hit the bat three times and you got an out, um, I mean, you got an out, you had to get three outs and then, you know, you would switch sides. But, um, (laughs) so it, it, (laughs) it's a ghetto version of baseball, but, and we used to play it when I lived in the projects all the time, but it was so much fun, man. Like we, and one of the great things about playing roly poly was, you know, two places you could play. You could either play in the street or you could play in the grass playing in the street was was tricky because you had a tennis ball. Again, you're rolling a tennis ball in the street. So, you know, particularly if you're not playing on a well paved street, a tennis ball is going to bounce around. So being able to get out was like it was it was tough um, or you could play in the grass and the same thing, you know, if the <laughs> if your grass is cut and well-maintained then you might have a better chance of doing it but you know the grass really you know it, it got cut sometimes so it, it just depends so you weren't always going to be able to get people out uh playing roly-poly but um those were uh those man those were some great games and and it's funny because again in my travels in life you know you start talking about childhood games um yeah nobody (laughs) nobody's ever heard of roly (laughs) Poly. only the people that i grew up with and i to be honest it might be some shit that we made up i don't know i i would assume so at this age because uh i i'd never heard of it before prior to and i mean i we played this game when i was little so i mean i'm talking elementary school middle school um that was the thing uh some of the other popular um, outdoor games back in the day. Obviously one of the mo- more, more, uh, popular ones, hide and seek <laughs> self-explanatory. If you were a child that grew up, you know, in the seventies, eighties, nineties, um, hide and seek was pretty simple. You know, someone was, uh, gonna hide and you had to try to find them. And, you know, if you played in an era or you played in an area, excuse me, where there was, uh, you know, multiple buildings or obstacles and things around where you could actually hide behind trees. Uh, that was always dope. Um, what was another one? Um, yeah, hide and seek was always fun. (laughs) Hide and seek was always fun. Uh, one that I played probably once I got to middle school and high school in my neighborhood was, uh, four square four square was so dope. Um, so basically what happens is you get on a, on a court. If you were, we would play in my driveway. Um, and so you would number, you would divide the square on the driveway. You make a square on the driveway and <laughs> each square, we, we would normally kind of, we would use uh, tape. So you make the squares, So you got four squares and you number them one, two and three. And each player, you'd have a player stand in each square and you bounce the ball amongst the players. Now, you had to bounce the ball in someone's square before they could catch it. And (laughs) if they caught it, then you were out. But like if I'm in square number one, I might knock it to square number four and they have to try to get it before it actually you not have to try to catch it you have to try to basically get the ball in their square before they can catch it and um and that that was fun man that was it. <laughs> we had <laughs> we had countless arguments about who was winning and who was out um in four square uh it was another outdoor game hopscotch um honestly I never played hopscotch uh hopscotch to me seemed to be a lot girly if you will uh but you know if you had chalk you had time you could play hopscotch um hopscotch was very very popular outside game um it was uh it's probably one of the more popular ones when you think about going outside and playing an actual game uh what was another one? Um, one of my favorites that I did not do, but I would always watch. Um, Jump Rope and Double Dutch. Uh, <laughs> I love Double Dutch if for no other reason for the girls. Because there was always a dope, cute girl who could Double Dutch. Like, and you had to have skills to Double Dutch. I, To be honest, I still don't know how they did it. Um, but Double Dutch was the, joint, man. I mean, back then, most people who I knew growing up as a child could jump rope like anybody can jump rope um, by yourself. But when you're talking about double Dutch um, and being in sync with someone else and, you know, going fast and stuff, <sighs> everybody couldn't do that. <laughs> um, what was another one, Jax, Jax. Um, I'm trying to think that I played, I I can't remember ever playing Jax, but Jax was another game that was fun to play. Um, I played marbles. Um, we would just do a lot of funny stuff with marbles. Like you had to, you, (laughs) you would have to, like, we would set up like this little area in the dirt on the street or on the sidewalk either way. And like, you would have to roll your marble. Let's say like the cutoff was the edge of the sidewalk. You had to roll your marble as close to the edge of the sidewalk without it going over. And if it went over, you lost a point. But if it got, you know, you got closest to the edge without it going over, you got a point. And then you would like tally up your points. Um, We would do a lot of different stuff with marbles. Marbles was always fun. And, um, you know, in my era, every little boy had their own set of marble. Like you couldn't if we said, okay, let's play marbles. You couldn't use someone else marbles you had to have your own marbles (laughs) and you could oh that was another thing too like we were really really big on if your marble was cracked you couldn't use it don't ask why (laughs) i guess you know because it's probably not gonna roll as far i don't know what but if you had a crack in your marble we we, you you you, no no player you can't play (laughs) um oh red light green light red light green light pretty simple um you run someone yells red light you stop someone yells green light you go i don't know (laughs) i don't even know who came up with that um but yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty, pretty popular, particularly like when I, when we lived in the projects, red light, green light was always a staple. It was really cool with red light, green light, because, uh, that was one that the girls would get involved as well. So, um, that was always dope. Um, and that was another thing too, going back to double Dutch, at least around my way. I don't really remember a lot of dudes double Dutch, um, you know. It was a different era (laughs) and you know you probably would be called a name or two if you were double touching um which is not saying that it was right but uh, that's what it was i mean hey it's 80s i don't know what to tell you um simon says very popular back back in the day um pretty simple one person says simon says and starts saying simon says insert action here simon says touch your toes Simon says, touch your eyeballs. Simon says, touch your arm, touch your feet. If you touched your feet without Simon telling you to touch your feet, you are out. <laughs> um, uh, what was another one? Let's see. Tag, tag, tag's pretty simple. I mean, like, you know, tag, you're it. And you never wanted to be the person that was it. Cause like being it was the, like the worst thing in the world, um, tag worked really well for people like myself back in the day who were fast because one no one's going to tag you and if you were ever it you weren't going to be it for long (laughs) oh man um what's a few more um red rover was one that was pretty popular i didn't play red rover um So I really can't tell you what it was. Uh, Look it up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was. What's one more? Um, Oh, those hand clapping games Um, where the girls clap and say Miss Mary Mac and stuff like that. I didn't do any of that, but it was always dope to see the girls do it. Um, One that we actually played outside. We didn't play this one outside as much, but we definitely played in school. Um, we played it in school outside because they they wouldn't let you do it in inside the school was musical chairs. Basically, uh, you get some kids, uh, <laughs> you play some music and you'd have to walk around these chairs. So everybody walks around in a circle, walks around in a circle. And then when the music stops, you had to sit in a chair. And so they would keep removing chairs each round. So ultimately it would come down to, you know, you and another person and one chair and whoever was able to push, shove or maneuver that other person got in that chair and you won the game. Um, So that, that one was cool. Musical chairs was, like I said, it was something that we did in school, but they, they made sure that you did it outside because uh, you know, you might hit your head on a desk or something, but the one thing that was always interesting about musical chairs is uh, almost every time someone played musical chairs, uh, they wanted to fight. <laughs> they wanted to fight. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 about all I got. It it was um, like I said, it was a different era. And uh, you know, because kids don't really go outside as much and you have technology, and I get it, you know, I don't again, I'm not crapping on kids that, you know, don't play, but you know, I think we learned a lot about ourselves and if nothing else, we learned how to be competitive, we learned how to work with each other. Um But like those are just some of the games, and of course I'm leaving out games like basketball, football, baseball. Those, those are just, you know, that's regular. But you know, we, uh, we 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 learned a lot, and we did a lot, and and those games, uh, you know, really really resonated with us, and it you know kind of helped define our childhood, and I think we turned out okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for me. Thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the Twelve Kyle Podcast. I'm your boy Twelve Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five thousand.